Blog Talk Radio. Hey y'all, it's Chad Bearden and you're listening to Weekdays with Murph. I'm trying to remember someone I can't forget. Like a song I don't know that I can't get out of my head. Can't seem to shake the taste of Hi listeners, welcome to another edition of Weekdays with Murph. Uh, today on the show, we welcome back our good friend, uh, uh, Laura Mustard. We'll um, catch up with Laura about about what she's uh, been up to since last time she was on, as well as her uh, brand new EP. Um, this should be fun, and uh, and it seems like uh, Blog Talk Radio is having a little trouble. So uh, so I, I'm gonna try. I'm going to try something. Hold on one second. Hold on just one second, folks. Hey, is this Laura? Yes, hey. Hey, Laura, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, I'm glad we finally got those those uh, those uh, take issues worked out. Right? Yeah, no, thank you. I'm glad you found a workaround. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, you know, I'm glad Block Heart Radio um, gives you the option to uh, to uh, actually call out from the studio because because. Uh-huh. Um, in past years, I would have had to have, have uh, rescheduled with you in past years. So, oh, Bob. I'm glad we. Cool. No, I'm glad this worked out. I'm glad we. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we uh, had that option now to call out. So, so uh, what have huh. you been up to? Yeah, nothing much. I'm well, actually, <laughs> a lot of fun things. But yeah, I, I mean, I put out the whole EP and stuff, so it's been really fun to be celebrating that. <laughs> uh, awesome. And speaking of this, the, the, and speaking of this EP, uh, I've been listening to this thing, thing uh, uh, for the past uh, couple of days, and and I gotta say, I think it's your best work. Oh man, thank you. That's so nice of you to say, Cody. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. And and funny enough, which which it's usually not, but uh, funny enough, uh, my. Uh, my favorite song off the EP is the t- is the the title track. Oh yeah, Dirty Minds and Wild Hearts. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that kind of. Can uh, I ask? Uh, I I love that kind of fifties uh, kind of a doo-wop feel that it's got to it at the very start. I love that that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I always somehow seem to try to sneak like a doo-wop 
you know, flavor onto, mm-hmm. or more like a, a throwback sound onto some of them. It's really fun to have that there. Yeah, no, right. that's really cool to hear which one's your favorite. That's awesome. Absolutely. And a, a little fun fact for you, uh, well, a couple of fun mm-hmm. facts. Uh, 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 since 2020, we, mm-hmm. we've had you on the show at least once every year, except for one. Wow. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> and uh, solid track. another fun fact <laughs> for you, uh, mm-hmm. uh, another fun fact for you, uh, is 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 you're almost approaching a record here. Uh the record for for uh um number of times a guest has been on is seven and you're at four right mm-hmm. now. So Wow so you're almost that's at that pretty record. good. More than halfway there, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I think I mean I, I have been kind of been continually putting out music really since twenty twenty. Um, so that makes sense I guess and I tend to Try to stop by every time I have something new to share, so it's really fun to be on here right. so frequently. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and and as with a lot of your stuff, uh, speaking of this EP, mm-hmm. you you wrote pretty much everything on this EP, which I think is impressive. Thank you. Yeah, no, these, this is actually my first collection that's all just like purely self-written, so I didn't have any co-writers on this one. And what was cool about this one, it was it was kind of a collection of old songs that never really found a home on a past project, and I was kind of looking at them mm-hmm. all and realized that they were all kind of chronologically, if I ordered them the right way, they would almost like tell the story of my terrible dating track record in my early 20s, but I thought it was kind of funny to tell a story and kind of go on a journey through those six songs, and all these little leftover ones actually came together to have this really cool project and this really cohesive feel. So, yeah, but 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 through that, it's like these were all just kind of self-written songs that got left behind and finally found a home. And and I love that you did that because because uh, 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 me being a music, uh, just a music absolute nerd, you know, uh, mm-hmm. um, nine times out of ten, uh, my favorite song on a record will just be an album cut that that literally mm-hmm. uh, never sees the light of day, never becomes uh, <laughs> a single or whatever, you know. Uh, so right. So, so I'm yeah. I'm really glad you you uh, uh pulled these songs out of the archives and did that. Hey, yeah, I know, and, and, and these ones like were my favorites and like I've been playing them out around shows and stuff for years. Mm-hmm. They just never really fit, fit fit like the theme of another project. So I do try to be kind of thematic with EPs and albums and stuff and they never really quite fit something before. And I'm looking at them all lined up and I was like, wait a minute, I can do something here <laughs> that was kind of fun <laughs> that they all work together. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, they weren't. They weren't. Of, they weren't left behind because I didn't. I, I I didn't think they were good enough. I left them behind just because they didn't really fit. But yeah, so just for how much I love these songs, I'm really excited they're finally out there. <laughs> right. And and speaking of 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 uh, of shows and stuff, you've got got a a gig tomorrow at uh, at uh, Bobby Ray's rocking around at a bad axe throwing. Now. Yeah. Now, I've seen the craze with axe throwing. I've never done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, have you done it before? No, to be honest, like I go there and play on stage, but it's, it is super interesting because, like, on stage you're almost like perched up so you can 
see everybody throwing the axes really well. And you'll be like mid-song, and you'll hear somebody like grunt, and then the axe hits the wood, and it's really loud, and there's a big block. And like I like I like to play my song Treehouse and make jokes about cutting down the treehouse with the axes, and people seem to like that. But <laughs> but yeah, I've, I myself yeah. have have never actually thrown one. I I would imagine it's kind of like darts because I played darts before, but I assume it's just like a, a giant dart. But maybe that's the wrong <laughs> strategy to go on with. <laughs> I don't have a clue. Well, I, like yeah. I said, I've never done it before in my life. It it looks <laughs> interesting, but but I've never done it. Yeah, no, it is it is fascinating to watch. Like, and and they do have it kind of like, uh, kind of fenced off, like like kind of between the lanes, and there's right. all these signs yeah. about safety and stuff. So like, I think mm-hmm. they try to do it in a very controlled manner. But yeah, I haven't had yeah. the opportunity to throw one yet. I kind of just go for the music. <laughs> but maybe tomorrow, who knows? <laughs> it's just like it's just like imagine if you've got got a lot of rage built up and you start throwing axes. <laughs> That's true. Well, yeah, that could be a good way to explore some feelings for sure. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Maybe I will take you up on it. That, that, imagining that 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 a bullseye is the person you're mad at. <laughs> yeah, that's yep. That's one way to hopefully more constructively deal with your anger. <laughs> I guess I tend to just write songs, but not. But that's well, fair point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's the most. Or I think it's the safest way to deal with it. <laughs> that's true. Well, yeah, like 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 a promise me was was one that that's on the project, and it was just kind of slamming chords, and it all kind of fell out in like ten minutes. But it was just a very, uh, I guess, emotion fueled writing session. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a planned thing. It was just like this this rage needs to come out somewhere, and it came out in the form of promise me. But so yeah, sometimes that and can be a fun way to do that. <laughs> And it's another thing that 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 I'm always curious about. When you're mm-hmm. in a writing session, like like mm-hmm. uh, like you come in with this idea, uh, saying, "Hey, we're gonna write this today or whatever," you know. And then all of a sudden, somebody mm-hmm. throws out another idea. You're like, "Nope, we're writing that." <laughs> that always fascinated <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is It is funny to kind of see which way it goes because sometimes you can have ideas or sometimes it's more like, what are you feeling today? Or you talk with someone, they're like, well, I just went through this breakup. It's like, all right, let's talk about you. Like, it kind of just depends on the mood or what people's thoughts are. Like, I know, like, I do tend to have, like, a running list of titles and lines and stuff I go in with for those. Um, and then other times I kind of just write stuff on my own. Like, even last night I was up late but kind of just playing piano and, like, a song kind of fell out in, like, 20 minutes and that was always fun one of those. <laughs> comes out to you, but it wasn't really a planned thing. But yeah, it is interesting the, the different ways it happens where you can be very organized and like prepared, and then other times it just kind of falls out of you. <laughs> and and I've been kind of kind of uh, creeping a little bit on your Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, uh, mm-hmm. Stella, by the way. <laughs> she's doing really well. Yeah, Stella's my dog. She's four now, but she's yeah, she's a, she, she has like a lot of health issues last fall, but now she's back to her exuberant self, so she's been at daycare, and has been thrilled to be running around at daycare and going to the dog parks, and she was all about the snow when it snowed, you know, last month, so, yeah, she's living her best life now, and also loves snuggling in blankies after daycare, so after yeah. this, I'll probably go home and snuggle with her. I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen. Yeah. Yes, exactly, yeah, so. she's very, 
they're into the blankies. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, and speaking of all the snow we got last month, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think Tennessee was uh, was uh, prepared to deal with that. No, yeah, it was definitely more than I think we were expecting. And then the fact that it just stayed below freezing for like a week, I feel like it hasn't really happened. It was usually like, like we might get a big snow, but then in, in like a day or two it all melts. So I feel like it's not often that it hangs around that long. I've got a meme I need to send you about that. I, I have. This, oh yeah. It, it, it's a groundhog. You know, mm-hmm. um, Groundhog Day was recently, and uh, it's right. a groundhog that says that says uh, six more weeks. Uh, uh, or uh, that says uh, says uh, six more weeks of winter. Except for you, Tennessee, uh, because, <laughs> because your weather does its own thing. That's true. Yeah, it kind of does whatever it wants to. Yeah, it was it was so hot today. Well, my lunch break, I had to take off my coat outside. So definitely, definitely, kind of just does whatever it wants. But that's that's fine. <laughs> I'll, yeah, it, I'll take it, a sixty like, degree day in the winter. It, it's like um, a couple of days ago it was in the thirties, and now it's in the sixties. Make up your mind, Tennessee, mm-hmm. please. Right. I mean, I'm I'm glad it like at least gets over sixty though, because I, I mean I'm from Connecticut and lived in Massachusetts right. for a bit too, and like you know you can have months where it never goes above thirty as well. <laughs> Gladly take some days where it's just randomly set like sixty five degrees outside. It's fine. That's fair <laughs> enough. And mm-hmm. and I don't think we we uh, discussed this before, but but I've been up to Massachusetts uh, uh, once or twice. Uh-huh. I was in cool. Boston for. For a Red Sox game, and and ah. I love that area up there. The whole Boston, yeah. Connecticut, uh, upstate mm-hmm. New York. I love that area up there. It's it's so pretty. Yeah. Yep. Very pretty up there for sure. Yeah, it's really nice up there. That's really cool. You got to see Boston. You got to go to Fenway. That's really cool. Oh, and let me tell you something about Fenway. Now. Yeah. Uh, uh, please don't hurt me for this, but, but <laughs> I'm not a Red Sox fan. I'm not a Sox fan, okay? But, Uh-oh, okay. <laughs> but, but I will tell you this. I, mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you this. The second I stepped in Fenway, it felt like Ted Williams could could uh, step in that batter's box at any moment. It huh. was the most uh, historical ballpark I've ever been in my entire life. Mm, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, for sure. No, definitely has a lot of history, for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I, but I, I, I grew up as a Sox fan. And my grandpa was one, and like they were from Boston and stuff, so I was raised as a mm-hmm. proud Red Sox fan. But, but where I was in Connecticut, everybody was Yankees fans around me, because because Connecticut's kind of split in half from their loyalty. So I was in Yankee country, yeah. but I grew up a huge Red Sox fan. So, but 2004 oh. was really fun. That was pretty entertaining growing up. I can uh, imagine. Man, <laughs> Mm-hmm. I can only yep. imagine yep. that. That was yeah. Uh for uh-huh. for uh, a Red Sox fan, the the two thousand four uh ALCS mm-hmm. was pretty interesting. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. No, it was it was amazing. It was very exciting to follow and watch. Yeah, I I even had like a, a teacher who threw my Red Sox hat out out, out the window in class and I had to go get it because he was mad about it. it was one of the famous stories back <laughs> that in the day. Good, good times. So yeah, funny. it was it was rough times. Was, yeah, the rivalry was thick back then. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, and uh, and speaking of that, it seems like uh, uh, it seems like that rivalry's sort of 
died down just a little bit, it seems like to me. Yeah, I mean, and that might kind of be like where you are in the country as well. But yeah, I think after they broke the curse, it felt a little, I don't know, I don't want to speak for all the Tux fans, but yeah. it was like less dire. I don't know, but it was it was very exciting to have it, but then maybe people were less intense about it. Right. But I'm sure there's people who are still diehards, for sure. Oh, I'm sure there is, but but yeah. <laughs> um, 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 like you said, after the curse was broke, it seemed like it was just mm-hmm. a Yankees, Red Sox, whatever, you know. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm, I mean, like going back up there, you still do get people who are really into their thing, mm-hmm. their hats everywhere and stuff. So if you, oh. you know, come out oh, on yeah. the opposite side, you'll get you'll get looks for sure up in that up up in that area, which I I would guess it's more like roll tide and the balls and stuff down here. But right, 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 right. Encounter. <laughs> I still cannot, I still cannot bring myself to say roll tide. Just it's not, no, it's not even possible. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, I guess as like a New Englander, I don't have as many strong opinions. We're just living in Tennessee. I have more friends who are naturally Tennessee fans, but I do have like some family mm-hmm. members in Alabama. So anyway, but yes, yeah, yeah. maybe I'll get. <laughs> I, I don't have as, as strong of a loyalty on that, but I, I get that's a big. I'm aware that it's a it's a big thing <laughs> here for sure. A good friend of mine is a massive yeah. diehard Alabama fan, and she's always um, getting me to. Uh, she's always trying to get me to say uh, that. I'm like, no, it's it's not <laughs> no, gonna happen. Just to say <laughs> because it. I'm, uh, because I'm a massive Tennessee fan. If you cut me oh. open, I, I bleed orange. So it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I'm also like, I mean, I'm, I went to UConn. So I more had the UConn Tennessee mm-hmm. rivalry, but I would go to weddings and stuff, and everyone was thinking Rocky Top. It's like, am I like allowed to do this? I feel like <laughs> I mean, I did, and it was fun, but <laughs> but I felt I felt like a strange yeah, like, it's, it's... shifting of loyalties. I understand that completely. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, yeah. I understand. Uh, but, but, it's yeah, a good song, uh, though, man. I'll give you. <laughs> I thank you for that. <laughs> At least yeah. somebody's on my side here. <laughs> At least somebody's on my side. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh man, but uh, but yeah. Uh, 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 all right, Murph. Uh, focus here. <laughs> focus. Um, uh, uh, I did want to ask uh, uh, with the the uh, with the uh, release of this EP. Uh, what's next for you? I mean, I mean, are we talking? Uh, uh, are we talking more? Uh, uh, more dates for you to uh, play, uh, play out in rounds and all that kind of stuff, or, or uh, what's up next for you? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, yeah, I think I think like I, I want to just try to like enjoy this music and promote it as much as I can and go out and play shows and also like I kind of hunkered down during the pandemic a lot longer than most people. So I feel like I kind of missed out on two solid years of playing out. So part of me wants to kind of make up for that time too and try to get out there too. So yeah, I think a lot of focus on touring. It's kind of like local shows, but even maybe more regional weekend kind of runs here and there if I can scheme that up for the summer or fall. And also would love to dive into, like, playing with some home recording, which I've never done before, but, like, exploring that, too, and seeing. So, yeah, I think I think it'll be more of a kind of a hibernation writing, home recording, and then also, uh, you know, trying to play out as much as I can versus jumping straight into, like, a new project or something. Right, and I mean, I guess that Whereas, because, like, because... Because like, oh, I totally get that because because you've just worked months on a on a 
on a six-song EP, and you kind of want that oh, downtime. Yeah. I totally understand. Yeah, that. I mean, well, yeah, well, I mean, like it was almost like two years, really. And even last time, like the last single came out for my last album, Typewriter, in August of 22, mm-hmm. and then like I was back in the studio September 22, working on this project. Like I kind of had it all lined up, ready to go, and then. You know, from like, and then I just started releasing stuff last summer. So I feel like I didn't really get a break between the last two. And even, I think I maybe took three months between Three House and Typewriter was kind of back in the studio too. So anyway, I feel like I've kind of been like continually either recording or releasing stuff since 2019, really. So I'm kind of excited to like not know exactly what the next release is right now. Like I have ideas, but yeah, more just kind of enjoy the songs that are already out and share them and play out while also just taking time to be creative and play with recording and see what that leads to. Now, uh, I know this is like asking if you have a favorite child, but uh, (laughs) what's your favorite song off your EP? Man, yeah, that's tricky. I feel like for me it kind of depends on the mood I'm in too, but I guess overall uh, Will You Go Walking is a really exciting one. Mm -hmm. I think just because it's so different from anything I've done. And I love the round at the end. And I love the instrumentation. Yeah, and then how it kind of leans more into a folky sound that I haven't really leaned as hard into. So like that, just because it was so different and mm-hmm. so exciting. I just and and it's also just like a very calming kind of song, and it's a good song actually for for mm-hmm. dog walks with me and Stella. I have it in my headphones all the time, so it's a nice walking song itself, and that's one of my favorite things. <laughs> nice, um, you know, and and I like what you said about. About leaning more into the folk side of of, of yeah. what you did because, because all throughout this EP, I love the way that you you, you uh, uh, play with different genres all throughout this EP from mm-hmm. from um, Dirty Minds and Wild Hearts and that sort of fifties kind of doo wop kind of stuff to uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what you just said uh, uh, when you go walking. Uh, yeah. Um, I love the way you you uh, you mix and play with genres like that. Thanks. Yeah. Well, and and, and some of that was kind of again like the happenstance of how it fell together. Where like I, I think all the songs were in between like 2008 and 2016 or something, but it was a pretty large gap too of what I was writing and what kind of phase I was in at the time too. So they were very different. I think because they were written, you know, eight years apart. Some of them. So it was kind of cool to have. Um, yeah, those kind of different genres pop up too, just by time and exploration and stuff naturally works its way in. And, and it's cool in the mm-hmm. studio too, because we were able to kind of kind of lean into stuff harder than you can, like on the piano or even like Promise Me to me has more of like maybe Winehouse kind of throwback sound a little. And her stuff is more of a throwback sound too, but you know, we're leaning into that. And then you know, Good Enough is just a pop tune, and nothing happens, moody ballad and stuff. So you can kind of lean into these different mm-hmm. genres hard so it's, it was and, the, and like like home is more of a folky thing so it's, it is fun but not but not quite as like irish folk as you know will you go walking <laughs> right uh, and 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 just music in general uh mm-hmm. i love the way that that uh that people are uh playing around with with uh, different genres these days like uh beyond yeah. the country record dude i am so excited about dude i was so excited when she announced that. Twitter was going crazy. I've had Texas hold them on repeat. 16 carriages is amazing. I can't wait for, like, the whole project to come out next month. But her, like, I've, I've wanted a country Beyonce album since Daddy Lessons on Lemonade, like, years ago. So I was like, I want her to do more of that, and she's finally doing it. 
I love how upbeat it Texas Hold'em is. And I love how it's, like, kind of taking over the Internet and everybody's falling in love with it. And I love mm-hmm. she, how she's giving and people, like, um, Leanne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, th- this week it just went number one. And I think she's the first black artist to ever go number one on a country mm-hmm. chart, which is amazing mm-hmm. when she's kind of, you know, get, shining a light, too, on black artists who are already in that genre but maybe not getting as much exactly. attention. You know, even, like, uh, Rihanna Giddens, because, like, I'm a... Um, Mm-hmm. Amateur, very poor banjo, poor banjo player myself, and I'm slowly learning how to do that. But she's one I've looked up to for years as a claw hammer player, so I play that style too. And I had heard of yeah. her, but just had this massive national spotlight show on her. Like as soon as I, I was listening to it, and I heard the banjo opening, I was like, I bet that's Rihanna Giddens. And I looked it up, and it was. And I was so excited that she's like getting this spotlight on her. So I'm so excited Rick about Rick. Beyonce Rick. country, yes, and all that, all that recognition. <laughs> you know. Uh, the banjo is one instrument yeah. I so wish I could play. I've loved the banjo it's, since I it's uh, never since too I heard, late, man. Heard, heard, like Keith Urban play it. I've loved that banjo since uh, I heard Keith Urban play it. Um, yeah, it's a fun instrument, and, and like it's very percussive because it's like the five strings, but they're all rolling. Or if you do a claw hammer, it's more kind of a, a bum diddy thing. But yeah, and it's it is a very percussive, mm-hmm. fun instrument. But you play guitar already, right? You do some guitar. I do. I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, I feel like it wouldn't be too hard to transmit the banjo. I mean, I know it's five, five strings versus six. If you get like a true banjo, yeah. you have to like relearn the chords. But I feel like you you at least right. already have the calluses, you know. Yeah, trust me. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean, back to what I was saying about uh, playing around with genres. Yeah, sorry, I get I really excited about banjos. Continue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Back to what we were saying. Yes, continue. I, I love that across across all music. I mean, uh, not just country or folk or American or whatever. It's mm-hmm. it's popping up in every genre. Yeah, it is. Yeah, well, and I mean, like I think that's a cool thing with like streaming and the internet and TikTok and all that stuff. When people talk about how it's. Mm-hmm. It, it, it definitely is harder for indie artists for a lot of things. There's a lot of things I've strongly lose out. But one of the the positives of all that is that the whole genre box is less important now because everybody's just kind of online putting out their own stuff. You right. don't have to market as much in terms of a label. So I think a lot of people are feeling more of a license to just do whatever they want and not have to like stay in their box if they don't want to. Right. And it's really cool to hear the different like you know colors come out of different people. Oh, totally. And and. And I think the internet, uh, specifically YouTube, uh, Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple, iTunes, or whatever, I think it's changed yep. the game for a lot of artists. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it's, it's. I, I guess it's good and bad. I'm not like kind of everyone can do it now, so it's hard because there's so many more people. But at the same time, you could look at that as more. But look at all this new music you get to access. Like, even if not everyone's right. going to get as big, you still have more to explore and hear. That's really cool to yeah. see everything out there. Uh, you know. As opposed to like I was making this up uh, 25 years ago, where you'd have to mm-hmm. have to go to Walmart and 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 buy a uh, a $15 CD or whatever. Yeah. Uh, these days you can just just it's literally uh, two seconds. Look up your favorite artists on on Apple Music and right. and and and, and uh, stream all their stuff there literally. So. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember like even even like when when like YouTube came out, the main thing I really looked 
used it for was looking at music and listening to music. And I, I had a friend who like mentioned she like watched documentaries on. It. I'm like, oh, that's right. I guess you could watch other stuff on. But I kind of just primarily used it as a way to find music I didn't have access to. Same. So that yeah, it, 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 even back then it was like it was kind of a way. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, uh, uh, oh, man, this this uh, thirty minutes has absolutely flown by. Right, I know, man. Time flies when you're talking banjos and baseball. I guess. Not <laughs> a good thing. You know, no, I gotta tell you, it's always so much fun getting to to uh, catch up with you, and and I wasn't kidding when when I called you uh, one of my uh, favorite guests of all time. I was not kidding. Oh, thank you. That's so kind of you to say. I really appreciate it. I love talking with you, too, and it's really fun to kind of catch up, you know, every now and again and talk about new projects, but also just talk with you and kind of hear your perspective on the whole uh, music scene. And I'm also just very grateful for all the support you give to indie artists who are just kind of out there. So we really need more people like you. So I'm grateful for this kind of community you put together. Well, I definitely appreciate that. And 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 yeah. I say this all the time. Uh I'm going to keep doing this until y'all tell me to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> Do it forever, please. <laughs> I'll take that as, as I'll take that as a challenge. <laughs> uh, all right, right so, exactly. Uh, <laughs> all right, so um, I, um, I think I'm going to let you go and let you get back to your evening, but, but um, like sure. I said, it's always good to get to, to uh, uh, to catch up with you uh, anytime we can, and uh, and and you've always got open invitation back to the show anytime. Thank you, no, thank you so much. Yeah, I hope to be back again in the future. Next I got some new songs. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, so grateful to get to chat with you for sure. It's been really fun. <laughs> all right, I'll I'll talk to you later, Laura. All right. All right, cool. Thanks so much, Cody. Have a good rest of your day. Uh, all right, you too. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our interview with uh, the lovely Miss uh, Laura Mustard. Uh, let's see. I've got something in the works that I can't really talk about yet, but we have have uh, have uh, something in the works for hopefully next Tuesday, and and that and and, and that thing in the future that I can't talk about yet. So that being said, I think I'm going to uh, end the episode right here. Uh, you've been listening to Oh, Wait Days with Murph. Thank you and goodbye.